0: Alright, welcome to Therapized Podcast. This is your host, Guy Hernandez, licensed marriage and family therapist here in California. Well, it's been a little while. It's been about a month. I took the month of June off uh, just to take some time off for myself, but I'm back and we still, we still have the giveaway to uh, get ahead of. With that being said, if you haven't listened to an episode yet and this is your first time listening um doing a giveaway since we hit a thousand listens we're actually at a little over 1200 now so about 120 plays per episode so I'm still trying to obviously grow the podcast therefore uh, how to enter the giveaway is to simply follow Therapy's podcast either on Facebook or Instagram and share something on your page so that your friends can see and have access to the podcast so you know simply tag Therapize Podcast. You can mention something you've liked about the podcast. You can just share a link to one of the episodes, and, and then you're entered. That way, I'll see it, and what I'm giving away is just a various a bunch of different little goodies like magnets and stickers and maybe some other stuff, but including um, offering a list of books to choose from because I'm really, really passionate about mental health, so I try to gather a lot of different resources and i'd like to give one of those resources away so offering the winner a choice of one of my favorite books on mental health yeah so like share and uh, tell your friends and thank you for continuing to listen and welcome back to therapize podcast since it's been about a month um Let's see, what else do we have? Uh, I would like to add a Q&A portion, but the, of course that's dependent upon you all, the audience. But if you ever have a question that you'd like to hear about myself or the work I do or just something about mental health in general that you'd like addressed on the podcast, uh, you could send me a message on Facebook or Instagram or always through my website, com quick update on the website. I started changing things a bit. I still have some ideas of where I wanted to go. But of course, that takes lots of work. And and uh, most of you that are listening know me and know that I work full time and do this uh, in the free time I have. So bear with me. But I'd like to uh, keep changing the website into a more accessible and user friendly resource database for mental health resources. But yeah, going into maybe sending some questions, being able to answer some questions on the podcast. Uh, Also, please submit um, any episode request or like topic request. I've gotten one so far, and I appreciate it, on codependency, and I'm still planning to do that for sure. I just want to be very uh, methodical and, and organize some information first. Uh, episodes that I've talked about that I want to do as well is and maybe a series of episodes but definitely on social media and electronics because uh, most of you that know me in my professional life know that I've worked a lot and still do helping parents um, manage the electronics usage in the home with their children mostly teens and when it when electronics usage has Become disruptive in kids' lives, so I've come come into the home and kind of helped uh, parents uh, figure out how to manage that better, and also help the teenagers manage the uh, the stress of it when they have to, you know, get off the computer or put the phone down. So. I definitely want to do a series or at least a starter episode on that at some point. Um, but yeah, if you have ideas of something that hasn't quite been addressed, maybe something more more specific on uh, romantic relationships or couples therapy. I've, I know with our episodes on communication, they kind of tie in, but uh, relationship. Or skills that you need in a relationship, absolutely, but it's not always fully applied to that. So yeah, any suggestions or feedback, please do. Um, I check this stuff regularly. you know, I check the reviews regularly and and yeah, anything will help help me keep producing relevant content that actually makes sense to whoever's listening so to the listeners. All right, so today we actually get to wrap up the five part series on my five keys to effective communication and today's episode if you recall is key number five and that is that nothing's personal but love and we'll get into that right now thank you All right. So nothing's personal but love. Sounds definitely a little cheesy. Uh, how I came to this statement actually is because I was trying to figure out ways to kind of have... I, I love giving people phrases and, and I, I remind myself of these phrases or these monikers or these quotes as a simple way to essentially remind myself... Um, To disconnect from the conflict or to disconnect from my emotional brain if I'm overreacting on something. So how I got to nothing's personal but love is, you know, I know things aren't personal, right? Uh, Most of us can sit here consciously and acknowledge that things are not personal. But in the moment, it's hard to not react to someone else's behavior and take things personally. And I'll kind of get to what I mean by taking things personally here in a second. But well, when I would say nothing's, nothing's personal, it, it, it kind of comes off a little dismissive. So when I added the but love part, it kind of added the positive aspect as well. And, I, and in a lot of ways, I truly do believe that. Um, just broadly, for example, right, if someone someone cuts, off, cuts us off on the road, and if you're in California listening to this, I'm sure this happens a lot, and you see it, and they're yelling at you, and, and you get fired up as well, Um, you know, part of that is taking it personally, like this person attacked me, how dare they, um, versus going, this person's just acting like that. This is about them. Someone's rude to you at a store, uh, your partner's short and maybe short and a little passive aggressive when they come home from work, right? And then now you're like, don't talk to me like that. How dare you talk to me like that, right? That's, that's personalizing it versus looking at it and going, okay, this is, something, this is something they're carrying. It's not really about me. It's just being put onto me. So that's really what this whole episode is going to be about. And in a lot of ways, this episode, my number five, and why it's my number five of taking nothing personal but love, is that it's really a combination of all the other four. So as we go through this, I, I kind of wanted to just keep one example in mind and it's really just when we get into conflicts with our romantic partners because my assumption here is that right now my audience is mostly adults and that most of those adults are in romantic relationships or have been in the past or plan to be in the future if you remember key number one it was assertiveness and why assertiveness was important if you remember is that it created the c- calm clear and confident tone uh, for For conflict to actually be resolved well a lot of times that doesn't happen okay so that's when I I talked about just a sec there a partner coming home and having a passive aggressive tone maybe being short maybe blaming and this is your fault right conflict starts to to arise Um, why did you do that maybe some some judgments and criticisms are happening and it, when we react to that and engage in that conflict remembering that it takes two to tango we've taken it personally and it's really hard not to especially in a romantic relationship where you're tight you know you're you're connected very you can be, you can be connected very tightly and deeply and this is where you can get a, how dare you talk to me this is not my fault this is your fault right and I'm sure everyone listening to this has been into a conflict with their partner. It's almost impossible that you haven't. And like I said, we've taken it personally when we've reacted to it. And this is how our fights begin, right? We hear something we don't like from our partner. Defensiveness goes up because they didn't say it in an assertive way. And we can still be triggered by assertive language, but for the sake of this, episode we're really going to focus on the passive aggressive statements the blames things of that nature all right so you react to it you're taking it personally right now you're in a conflict and when i've worked with couples on this well i'm not just going to sit there and take it do you expect me to sit there and take it i say no i do not and was your response effective to the conflict most often than not no right if you if partner one comes home and uh is short and you know being per- rude as perceived by the other partner and the other partner's like don't come home like that don't talk to me like that what is your problem right oh we all know that doesn't really go well so i said, no i don't expect you to take it and at the same time was that response effective no okay so what would be the assertive response how could you recognize that behavior not take it personally and go whoa They're coming home with a certain sort of energy, a certain sort of tone, a certain sort of mood, and they're putting it onto me. The assertive statement, the non-reactive statement, the the non-the non-taking it personal statement back would be like, "It looks like you came home pretty stressed, um, and you're saying things towards me. I'm going to walk away until you know you're able to talk to me with how I deserve to be talked to with respect, whatever that might mean." So I don't necessarily don't say you need to sit there and take it um, but also was your response effective to it when you reacted when you took it personally how, you know how did that actually play out and it's usually it just plays into conflict where both sides lose. so takes really one person takes two to tango and it takes one person to break the the chain of reaction that leads to the conflict alright so in those moments, not taking it personally, being curious about what the other person is going to uh calling it out in a gentle sense. Right. The assertive sense is kind of the way I just said it. Uh, the more passive aggressive or aggressive sense will be like, what's your problem? Don't come home like that. Right. That then now we're going to be getting into a fight. And remember that energy that we have back, that reaction, that defensive reaction. Right. Once we go into defense mode, right—that's we're taking it personally, right? This can't, you know, how dare you talk to me like that? This is not my fault, and we're protecting our ego in those moments, and you know that sometimes it feels safer for the brain, feels safer for our body. Uh, it's hard, harder to walk away sometimes. We're, the urge to defend ourselves can be become so great, and when that anxiety and that stress response goes off. And that kind of fight or flight, I'm going to defend myself right here, right? All of that's taken personally, essentially. And and, um, like I said, you can think of your own examples of how this may have ended in an ineffective manner that has kind of gotten nowhere. Um, So my job in couples therapy is really once the conflict starts to rise, to to interject and reflect all of this back and start to get back to the assertive uh, more stance and having both partners realize that it wasn't personal that it was just about the other person's stress from that day or that there was something misinterpreted a little well w- well long ago in the interaction that was completely missed and misunderstood okay so that's how we apply assertiveness not taking things personal and when someone's not using assertive language and trying to introduce that assertive language think about owning it in that same moment this is uh, number number two Um, if you didn't listen to episode two, we talked about owning it, right? Taking responsibility. Now the opposite of that, when we, when take things personal in that same interaction, partner coming home with a certain mood, certain tone, they came home with the stress, they projected onto, to you. And then if you react to it, you're now owning their stress versus reflecting their stress to them. Hey, you look really stressed. I'm going to give you some space and I'm going to need mine cuz I don't want your stress impacting me. All right? But if you get you get into that argument, now you've just owned their stress. And similarly, this happens a lot with uh, in the parent-child relationship as well in the in the work that I've done is uh, the child's stress and then then the parent is stressed over it versus exploring what their stress is and helping them work through it. Allowing the space for the person to work through it. Hey, since you're stressed, I'm going to go for a walk um, and you know do what you need to do and we can we can talk in a bit about this but it's obvious that this interaction right now is not quite about me right so when we take things personal we are owning someone else's stress okay we're owning their their frustration or whatever their their hang-ups are okay so i hope this makes sense so i'm going to move on cuz we, you know, we talked a lot about owning it, so I hope you understand that. If you haven't listened to any of the other keys, please go back and listen and share. All right, number three, uh, assuming ignorance over intent. So when we take things personally in this regard is that when we take things personally, we've assumed the intent to be negative. We assume that this person is doing this because we deserved it or because they don't respect us when really the intent is they're, Maybe just don't know how to express their frustration. Maybe they haven't quite processed uh, the stress of the day and it's just coming out onto you, right? Sticking with this theme of romantic relationships and one partner coming home with a certain level of stress. But yeah, mold it to your, to your liking. Right? So yeah, assuming ignorance over intent. Taking things personally is, is assuming the intent to be negative. So if that partner came home and they're super short, or they, as soon as they get home, they start critiquing the house how it looks, right? Finding other stressors, they come home with that stress, right? And uh, maybe the in- in- intent you assume is that you know they don't respect anything you do, and and they don't care about what you do, and all this other stuff. When really it's like they just had a really rough day, and the easiest way for our mind or body to kind of get out that stress, which is often the ineffective way is to uh, displace it onto the next environment you're within, the one you have more control over. Sometimes we have less control over work, we come home and then have kind of more control and almost feel safer in a space to, you know, get it all out and project it all onto our home, home life. Okay, so that's how we take things personally in that assuming an ignorance over intent kind of key. And lastly, being honest. There's two parts to this, and I kind of went over one already. When couples will tell me, well, am I just supposed to sit there and take that? No, walk away. Set a boundary. Be honest. If you had your limit, state that limit. I don't expect you to sit there and take it, and at the same time, fighting back, uh, attacking back, blaming back in that moment only creates a bigger and bigger fight. You know, so a big part of my work is to try to break that pattern. Okay, yeah, engage in that fight, and you know, I get why you do it. It, like I said, it's our natural reaction to defend ourselves, and it can feel powerful in that that moment to start arguing back and defend your point. But it often ends up being futile, right? It up, it often ends up nowhere. So I said, be honest, be honest with your limit. If you're being talked to a certain way that you're not okay with, you can set that limit and take the space you need until your partner can provide you with that, with the language or the tone that you feel comfortable enough engaging with. And you can state that outwardly. Hey, look, you're, you know, the way you're talking right now, I'm not comfortable with with being talked to like that. I'm, you know, I'm gonna walk away Right. So that's the being honest part. But when we take it personally and we're not being honest, we stay in that fight, even if we're not comfortable with it or, um, or we're just taking it uh, personally. And that's also kind of not being honest with ourselves, of going, the, the checking ourselves uh, that it's not about us. Okay. So that was just a brief run through of how this idea of not taking anything personal and when we do, how it applies to the other four keys, right? How how quickly we can take things personal, even with our partners. And sometimes people ask me, "What well, it is personal?" It's incredibly personal. I said, "Is it really right?" Like the reason I say love is, and I mean love, not an infatuation, right? Love being someone loves you for who you are, someone you know adores and and uh, appreciates you for the person you are and the characteristics you have, versus infatuation being liking what you do for them right that's different all right i don't want to conflate the two i mean love you know who i, I hope you know who loves you in your life it can be confusing sometimes but right there's genuine appreciation and the reason i say that one's personal is because it is about you it's about the characteristics you provide it's about um or that you exude right it's about the core core value you know the core values of yourself that you emit to the world and if someone loves that that is about you right and that's a that's a positive thing in my eyes and when when i say conflicts aren't about you i mean yes you can have a part in it but the reactivity the the someone cutting you off your partner coming home stressed and and being short with you those aren't about you that's about the other person's inability in that moment to be self-regulated and to express themselves in a, in a calm, regulated tone. So how, how that would look differently then, right? Of that partner coming home, instead of going, oh, look at this place, it's such a mess, it's coming home and be like, I'm super stressed right now. I, I need space, right? That, that, that's how it would start to look differently. But all in all, and kind of wrapping up this little mini, this five-part mini series on my effective communication, the theme of it really was to be present, okay, to not be be reactive to other people's uh, behaviors, uh, even if it's our own, our own partners or our own children or family members, is to check those reactions because um, we're going to have them internally, and then the big, the big key really in the in the communication part is. How do we go from having that internal emotional reaction, that gut reaction, that increase in heart rate, right that that stress response to the outward communication to letting someone know how you feel and how it impacted you and what you need in future interactions like that? Yeah, so it was, it was really about being present being. Being attuned to our own needs internally. And figuring out how to then express them outwardly. Hey, you no, know, I'm too stressed right now. Like, I really can't take this on. It's not about you. It's just, I'm really exhausted. Right? Saying things like that versus going, yeah, yeah, I'll do it. And then being resentful later. When you're not in an assertive of tone, why? What, what? What has happened? What has got you out of that? What has got you from expressing what you need to if you're raising your voice and putting blame on others what's happening what what's happening that you've not checked within yourself that this conflict's coming out in that manner if you're not setting boundaries right you're not being honest why not Maybe you've had your limit and you keep allowing others to keep pushing that limit over and over and over again. What has stopped you from setting those limits? If you're often attaching negative meanings to other people's behaviors, what's going on? And is it it really often true? Or are you finding that a lot of your assumptions about other people's behaviors are wrong? And that they just didn't know? And the reason why I want to really think about romantic relationships is often I, th- I think that this is where communication skills need to be really strong because they're often our closest relationship. And, um, and I, yeah, I think it's an incredibly important that we really hone those skills of not being reactive, of being curious about our, our, our partner's mood, even if we're not a fan of it in the moment, Right. All right, well, we're going to wrap up this five-part series. And remember, please like, share, subscribe, give me some ideas on where to go next. I have some, like I said, some episodes in the making of my mind, but I want to cater to it and make it relevant. Um, So this ending, our fifth key, taking nothing personal but love, realizing that other people's behaviors towards you, if, if negative, aren't about you, but about what energy they are carrying for that day, unless it's love, because then that is about you and your attributes. And hopefully you're able to take and receive those moments. All right, so like, share, subscribe. Remember, Therapy's podcast is an informational and educational podcast. It is not intended to replace your professional treatment And if you do need some professional treatment, please seek it out in your area. You can use websites like Psychology Today uh, to find a therapist in your area. Or search through your insurance company and see how you can get access to mental health care. And, you know, Google clinics in your area. There's sometimes some low fee clinics. And in the future, I hope to start adding some resources on my website uh, for the California region. Uh, So if you're looking for resources in your area, hopefully my website will provide uh, some connections for you. All right, this has been Therapies Podcast and your host, Guy Hernandez. As always, thank you for listening and talk to you next time.